We are go for liftoff in T minus 30. It's the Wheeliotis Podcast. I like it. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Wheeliotis Podcast, where Mikey and I talk about grown men hurting each other for our pleasure. Um, we have a good episode for you today, but before we get into everything, let me welcome on my co-host, the one and only Mikey Wheel. How are you doing today, my friend? What's going on? Thanks for uh, introducing me, as always. Um, yeah, yeah, not much. You. Not much is going on. I uh, I went and saw Jackass yesterday by myself and uh, saw it in theaters and I was probably laughing the loudest. And uh, it was just something we all needed after these last few years. Um, that's, uh, that's what I'll have to say about it. But yeah, excited to talk about what I've been watching, movie news I'm excited for, and then just getting into what I loved about the uh, fourth installment and third sequel in the Jackass series. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's uh it's a movie that was needed, you know, right now. Um, because you know we're obviously well over two years into this crazy pandemic, and you know it's great to see a return because this is the first movie since what 2010, I think. Yeah, 2010. Yeah. That was when the last Jackass movie was out, and obviously a lot has changed. There are some new additions to the cast, which I think is kind of a first to have like this many new people on. Um, so it's gonna be fun digging into that a little bit, you know, and hopefully dig into Jackass in general, what the series maybe meant to you when you were younger, because obviously it kind of exploded onto the scene back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, yeah, recent watches, movie news, what is on your mind? I'm, uh, so I'm, I'm recording back in my living room again. So since I don't have the monitor, I'm gonna look up all of my notes on my phone. Um, gotcha gotcha if you want i can start because uh this is man this is so weird well we'll get into it um yeah uh what are we talking about we've what we've been watching yeah uh anything what you've been watching movie news what's going on uh as always uh every day after work and uh, just into the evenings i pretty much just am watching psych very very funny um i gotta get on i gotta get on psych and scrubs i feel like Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Psych is on Hulu and Peacock. Um, I think I've been watching it on on those two. And uh, yeah, it's just super funny. The later seasons, it gets into it as huge actors. Ralph Macchio is on it right now. Um, uh, Who's the guy from um, Halloween and uh, Pretty in Pink? Michael Anthony Hall? Um, Anthony Michael I always confuse him with Michael C. Hall from Dexter. Yeah, so it's funny because they've had the whole entire Breakfast Club pretty much on the show at one point or another. So you can tell what the creator of the show is is really into. And uh, they had Cameron from um, uh, Ferris Bueller on it and they made a Cameron joke nice. like in it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's gotten very funny in, in the most recent seasons too and just great casts. Um, but watching that and then I've, I've been uh, uh, really making my way through the Oscars. I've never watched that many of the Oscars before the actual oscars and i'm like gonna the, be honest like the best picture winners or uh everything like for me i okay. i um i don't really you know like i i have always just watched the ones i've been interested in and you know with the pandemic i don't go out much i don't do much so many things are free on different streaming apps you know if you have them 
I'm trying to make my way through the Oscars. I know there are some that I'm just like, I'm probably not going to watch documentary or like shorts or stuff like that. But uh, recently, uh, some of the ones that I have watched were, um, uh, I told you about it. I watched Spencer, which is your favorite movie of last year. Hated the beginning of it, thought it was going nowhere. Um, But it was just super interesting, uh, brilliantly acted. I hated every other person in the movie besides her, which just meant the acting was great. I loved her relationship with the uh, uh, her dresser, uh, the, the oh, person yeah. who, who did her costumes. I, I love the relationship. Oh, well, that was uh, Sally chef. Hawkins, really good actor. Oh yeah, wait, she's from um, Lady in the Water. Lady, yep, Lady in the Water. No, haven't seen. No, the uh, the Guillermo del Toro one, right? Whatever that's called, Lady Out of Water, or the Shape of Water. God, Shape what of Water. Movie? There it is. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I I know the actress's name. So yeah, I loved Spencer. I thought it was just um, really just a fantastic, fantastic movie. Come here, buddy. Yeah, um, and uh, did you feel what I felt? Because I personally feel like it was almost like a somewhat of like a psychological horror movie at times. It had and that, that's had that and that's it. that's what the genre is like. When you look it up on Wikipedia, it's like a fictional psychodrama storytelling. And I was like, oh wow! I mean, it's just it makes you realize, like, wow, I'm kind of happy I didn't grow up in the you know I, I wear sweatpants and a t-shirt everywhere. This you know like. <laughs> You have to wear the outfit they pick out. Nobody talks at dinner. You have to eat everything in order. Like you get weighed when you leave after Christmas. I mean, I I don't know much about the royal family. Never really was that interested in it. But, you know, to learn about her mental health struggles and her kind of rebelling. And and she came from this poor town where they had nothing. And all she wanted to do was go back to it, which really says a lot. Um, So I thought it was just fantastic and opened my eyes to a lot of things I didn't know because even though it is a fictional story of those three days it's still a lot of like it's still based on real events yeah and, who she uh, was I I feel you because it's a good example of like you know, you know just because you have a lot of money or just because you have in her case this kind of fame and this you know it doesn't mean you're gonna have a good life uh if anything she was more restricted than a lot of people you know than the average citizen even um you know, and obviously when it comes to fame too, it's like, I always think like, oh, it would suck to be like a Drake or something where you can't even just go you know, to the grocery store because you're going to have paparazzis and people over you. That would, that would be horrible. You know, like she couldn't keep her curtains open and like look outside and let natural light in. I mean, it was, it was a very, very disturbing, disturbing movie. Um, so I, I highly recommend that to people. I, I really enjoyed that. I know we're going to be doing that an Oscars episode soon, so I won't go too deep, but I watched that. Um, I watched, uh, um, I'm just like looking through it. I'm like, there are so few movies that I've seen that are, that are on here at all. But I watched Power of the Dog, which is free on Netflix. I thought it was absolutely awful. Um, just typical Oscar movie where nothing happens for two and a half hours. Um, my my description of it is Benedict Cumberbatch plays a rancher who won't take a bath even though his parents are having friends over for dinner. That's kind of um, I, I mean that sounds I, that sounds fun. I just I have such a a thing with method acting where like Benedict Cumberbatch gave himself tobacco poisoning three times in the set of this film and didn't talk to Kirsten Dunst once while filming it, and I'm just like. Doesn't it like Tom Hanks when he does all of his movies? Tom Cruise. I, I'm trying to think of other like, uh, like big uh, 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 Judy Dench. I mean, like you never hear about these people 
going as far as Daniel Day Lewis and being Lincoln for like seven years. Like, yeah, it's just like it's like why can't Benedict Cumberbatch be such a good actor? Just show up to set and be like, Kirsten, how was your uh, day? Oh yeah, you and you and Jesse Plemons. Yeah, saw the pictures of your kid. Very very cute. All right, let's get in the character. Why does it ha- right. like? Why does that make you a better? A- I mean. I don't know. Well, we, we've talked. I mean, you've talked about this on, on the podcast before. Especially, you brought up Daniel Day Lewis, and I will say, like, I think, like, to me, like the the tobacco poisoning or like some things Jared Leto has done. You know, when he was the Joker in the Suicide Squad, like, I almost that this is that's like an insane level of commitment to the point where you're like, is that even effective? Is nobody even- smelling you? It's not the movie's not in smell vision. Why do you need to change yeah. cigarettes? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, like you know, like cigarettes is not like. When they made that movie with uh, we've talked about in the podcast, it was uh, Shia LaBeouf and uh, and uh, Dean, what's his name? And uh, Honey Boy was it Honey Boy. No, 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 oh, years ago, uh, the Law one with the uh, it was it was the Law. I can't I think of I can't think of anybody's names right now. It Rules, had uh, Disturbia, Eagle no, Eye. No, 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 it was just a movie where uh, they, who, God, who is. Transformers 2. Who's Venom? Who's Venom? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. It's Tom Hardy, Dean DeHaan, and Shia LaBeouf. Lawless? Oh, Lawless. Oh my God. I forgot about that movie. Dean DeHaan and Shia LaBeouf drove from LA to like down south together to get to know each other. And then their characters were on moonshine a lot throughout the movie. So I think they did like acid to like method act for like what the moonshine was like. And it's like, if you're chain smoking tobacco, like you're not going to be like that different so i like i don't know why he had to like act and like yeah like i have to smoke as much as this character actually smoke or this person you know like i understand i guess i understand method acting to a to a degree like if you smoked like a couple cigarettes just to kind of get into the rhythm of it or if you if you want to be in like your costume all day or if you want to only be addressed on set as he didn't shower he didn't shower at all while making the movie for like months so like him and his wife would see people and he was unshowered so he stayed unshowered which i guess saved the makeup department some rum and and yeah like yeah like so there's some examples but yeah overall i almost feel like the the extremity of some of this is almost like a performance in and of itself because you you you'll hear like you'll read about it and you're just like all right come on like what what's the point like, is that really going to help you sell their performance that much more? Like, I don't know. I guess it just shows how much, like, time they have, like, in between movies that they can just, like, you know, I'm not going to shower for three months because, uh, yeah, nobody's going to say anything about it. And I'm they already, already make, filmed Doctor Strange. You know, yeah, good. <laughs> not going to make $10 million doing the something movie. But the movie is basically about two ranching brothers and Jesse Plemons marries Kirsten Dunst. They're married in real life. And her and her son moved to the ranch and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch just thinks she's there for the money and makes their life living hell. And I just, it was, it was not for me. I did watch, um, uh, cause like I'm, I'm, I'm going through movies that I know I'm interested in. I went through um, best actress, um, uh, Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. That was oh, on HBO max. Um, that shit, crazy. That shit. Yeah, very, very disturbing very hard to watch very very weird um i also don't know much about that she plays like a like um a televangelist televangelist. Um, it's her and it's uh uh, andrew garfield and i just have to say i haven't seen tick tick boom 
but Andrew Garfield must have done an amazing job in Tick, Tick, Boom because he should have been nominated for this for Best Actor. Um, but yeah, they're they're a very, very crazy televangelist couple. Um, and it's based on a true story and it's just people who let their greed kind of take over their power for uh, their, their greed, take over their love of God and spreading the gospel. Um, so those are some of the ones I watched. And then I noticed like three guys on here and some other things I've watched as uh, you know, uh, of course I've watched um, uh, Encanto cause I have a kid. Um, oh yeah. I liked Encanto. Uh, and then some of the other ones I plan on watching soon are King Richard, Dune. I, 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 Oh, I watched nightmare alley, which is on Hulu. Um, I love nightmare alley. It was another movie where just like Spencer, I, I saw the trailer. I said, Oh, this is dumb. I already hate it. Um, nightmare alley really surprised me. Um, yeah, I was just super impressed by it. It was not at all what I thought it was. First time I saw the trailer, I went, um, Bradley, what's his name? Why am I so bad? I was like, Bradley Cooper is the wolf man and he's actually a wolf and he's going to do wolf stuff. And I was like, that's, that's the twist. It's, it's, it's a very, uh, fictional, but realistic movie. Um, like you watch the movie and you're like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> oh, hey buddy. <laughs> Did you see that on the screen? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> My dog just walked. All yeah, the way for those across. that aren't listening, yeah, his uh... my dog just walked across it and pulled out my headphones and probably unplugged the recording, which we're already having trouble with. Um, so anyway, that's what I watched. Dune is on my list, and and yeah, I mean, I'm gonna keep trying to make my way through these movies as quick as possible. Um, besides that, I saw Moonfall, which I keep calling Moonshot. Um, <laughs> oh, <I was> yeah, <laughs> pleasantly surprised by that movie. I very much enjoyed the movie. Oh man, um, it's, it's it's stupid as shit, but it's fun it defeats the whole purpose of show don't tell where they just tell you everything when they get to the middle of the moon. Um, but I really liked it. I liked the ending. I had like a happy ending for everybody in a way. Um, but yeah, you were a hundred percent correct that every character is the most stereotypical, like the nerdy guy also had IBS and anxiety. And yeah, there's yeah. the divorced dad who, you know, got divorced after he came back from the moon and, nobody believed him and then his whole life fell apart and then Halle Berry's ex-husband is the leader of the army head of the army and like but yeah, I, and, I, uh, I and like and like um his son he's like all right like I'll see you soon and obviously then that's all like a whole side plot of his son who like is constantly having all these like obstacles come in their way and holding him back from getting to safety and I love Michael Pena in it I didn't expect him to do I wanted more I wanted more I know did he survive I feel I don't like think he so. did die. He did yeah, die. Yeah, like, he died. They almost make it seem like they went back and he was going to be found. They're like, nope, he's. he's oh, so dead. I got to say, Michael Pena, one of the most underrated actors. I feel like he's never utilized properly, too. Like, he needs like seven spinoffs from Ant Man. I mean, his character right. in Ant Man is so funny. Um, he's great. Like, he's always funny. He's always committed. I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times he's just not utilized as well as he could. Um, kind of random, but one movie I love with him is uh, you ever see End of Watch? Him and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. He's great. Holy he's crap. so good in that movie. That movie's super, super intense. Very hard to watch. Um, I didn't love the ending. Um, yeah. The, yeah. How one of them survives. You're just kind of like, yeah, like, you know, I I get it. You can get shot nine times and survive and then get shot twice and and die. And I get that. But yeah, to, uh, spoiler alert, at the end at the end of the end of watch, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena get uh, what's it called where you just pretty much get lined up and shot 
executed. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's like the military. Yeah, they basically just get shot like tens of times by a bunch of different people, and then it fades to black, and you're like, damn. And yeah, then like Jake Gyllenhaal like walks into Michael Pena's funeral, and he's like, I'm gonna miss him, and you're like, one of you survived that. I know. You guys got like the RoboCop treatment and somehow you're walking out of that. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, no, that movie's very, very good. I think the director's gone out and do some other good ones. Also, um, I gotta, I gotta get out of my head because I'm like, I'm laughing too hard about it, but because you, you mentioned Nightmare Alley and, um, I gotta say it too. I like Guillermo del Toro. I like Bradley Cooper and specifically Bradley Cooper. I, for some reason, I was just thinking of Spoonerisms. His name might be one of the funniest I've thought about in a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Cadley Booper? Yeah. Cradley Booper. <laughs> Cradley Booper. Cradley sounds Booper like, sounds like I don't even know. Sounds, sounds like some old, sounds like a some really old man who lives in like an like a haunted house. He's yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, don't get the ball in the yard. That's Cradley Booper's place. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. I went to his house on Halloween and he booped me. Yeah, he booped um, me in the nose. Cradley um, Booper. That's what I was thinking. I was also thinking of the character from. Uh, uh um what was it uh god it's really hard i i told tom before this that i haven't had caffeine today um i just didn't wind up having it and i was like i'm gonna try to go all week down and i can't remember any actors names and if that's the only bad part of <laughs> not having caffeine i'll take it um to kill a mockingbird what's the neighbor's name in that oh ooh, i forget honestly Cradley Booper is could be his brother. Um, to kill a mockingbird. I'm just gonna look up. And Atticus and, Finch obviously is the main. Yep, Finch is the main one. And then let's see. Feel free in the meantime to talk about what you've been watching, and then I'll just randomly yell out this person's name when it comes about. Okay. Honestly, in the past week, I haven't really watched too many movies. I've uh. I guess more TV shows than anything, but you know, uh, what just ended recently? Peacemaker, HBO. Boo Radley. Boo Radley. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that could he could, that name could definitely fit into the, that world. world. Cradley Booper and Boo Radley. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I'm like two or three episodes into Peacemaker. I don't know why I haven't kept watching it. I think I'm trying to savor it because it's one of my favorite shows right now. It's, it's great. Yeah, it like, already like, got renewed. It's getting like called like the best show of like all time. <laughs> like, well, it's funny I don't know if like, that's a joke or not, but the lead up to it, I was looking forward to it, but I wasn't like crazy excited, even though I loved the new Suicide Squad. But man, it like it's really fantastic. It's yeah. um, nice, self-contained for a season. It's super violent. It's incredibly funny. John Cena actually giving like a real layered performance, um, which is awesome, and the the greatest intro theme of all time like seriously oh, great every, and everybody's in it i mean steve yeah. Adry is is dancing in it like every actor from the show is dancing in it and you're just like and even um who's the woman who organized the whole suicide squad oh amanda wallace yeah like even the actress who plays her is in the tv show which you're like I would have oh, never uh, Viola Davis, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, I wouldn't see her much doing like a HBO Max like TV show, but like, yeah, she she loves the character apparently. She, you know, she's in a small part, but it is so violent and inappropriate. And like, I mean, the opening of the show where he's talking to like the janitor 
yeah for like five minutes and it's just like oh my god it is it is a it's, very it's crashing like i i love it too because like i said uh james gunn he, it kind of he had it's it, he's written all over it like his style is so concrete which i love and like i you know and uh i don't want to say anything more honestly because like you haven't finished it yet but it, i'll just say as much it progresses in a very organic way it ties up a lot, you know, everything it, it builds up to, it ties off really nicely. And the ending, the last episode is fantastic. It's everything you want it to be. And I've, you know, I love it too. Cause it, you know, James Gunn's always able to kind of imbue like sci-fi and horror elements or these influences into his movies. And this one, to, or his movies and shows and this one definitely felt like invasion of the body snatcher kind of vibe going for it. Like there's some cool, there's a lot of cool stuff going in it. And I know it was just announced. It was renewed for season two. So I'm looking forward to that big time. Oh, it'll be renewed for a hundred seasons if they if they have it. And you know, James Gunn, I think he's written and directed every episode, right? Uh, he wrote every episode and he directed most of them. I know it's kind of cool, yeah. actually. Jody Hill, uh, directed an episode. Cool. Everything is awesome. I think Joe. And right when I saw that too, right when I watched that episode, I was like, Jody Hill needs to like make that Marvel or DC money. Have him direct something because he's so funny too. And he's he's been the brains behind you know all the danny mcbride shows and like i think that would be fucking excellent um especially i mean besides uh this new this new uh uh doctor strange horror movie like every marvel movie is a comedy if you really think about it i mean talking about ant-man and and not only ant-man i mean thor the last thor movie was a straight comedy oh yeah even the first one kind of was too and because it was all about like a fish out of water kind of story and I, you know, that's kind of always been my criticism. It's like every Marvel movie just has the same template. Like they kind of apply the same type of humor, which isn't like necessarily a bad thing, but it just gets kind of old after a while. It's very predictable. So hopefully, you know, with this new, with the new series, new phase of Marvel movies, hopefully there's, you know, hopefully this really is like a horror based Marvel movie. It looks great uh, for the most part, but uh, yeah, Peacemaker is so great. It's, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to, it's, it's, it's been a while since I finished the show and I just immediately want to go back and watch it again. Because it's just that fun and fast paced. Probably so many Easter eggs too. I mean, I yeah. I know when I when I watched um uh uh <laughs> when I watched uh Wanda Vision Wanda Vision yep. um I because I I've seen every movie but I don't like I don't geek out that much or remember things or know things from the comics. So after every episode of Wanda Vision, I googled every easter egg you know the calendar the thing on the wall the this the that and i was like oh that's cool and i'm sure peacemaker is the same way i'm sure there's so many hidden things in there that not only are for the dc universe but are just all of the things that james gunn loves you know i'm sure there's so many different things and i'm sure there's nods to his old movies too his older movies um, oh yeah big time big time and yeah no it's great um other than that though i think what else i've been watching oh yeah obviously righteous gemstone still going through its second season which is really great. It's uh, it's very much its own thing compared to season one, but still just as funny. It's still doing a lot of interesting things. And I know there's, as of recording now, there's a new episode tonight. I think it's almost done too. I think it's going to be like a nine, ten, nine or 10 season episode season. So, wow. but it's been great. There's been a lot of new additions to the cast. Um, Eric Andre, Eric Roberts, the two best Eric's, uh, <laughs> Somebody else too. There's another cast member too. What, but both, what about Eric girls. Christian? What about Eric Christensen Olsen? Oh, yeah, him too. Him too. Maybe he'll, like maybe him. he'll pop up to complete the trio. The Holy, other, the Holy yeah. Trinity of Eric's. Eric Stone Street, Modern Family. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's weird. Um, I, I, yeah, it's been a it's been a week. 
past week or so for the for movie watching. I can't even think of any other movie I've watched. Yeah, other, I, other, I oh, other than shows because like I said, I've been cycling through a bunch of them. So, but those are like the main two, I'd say. I feel like I, I, I'm in too deep with TV shows. Like I'm only watching really psych and, and that's really it. But like, and then, you know, during my, my work, I watch every like sitcom from the night before I'm watching Abbott Elementary and watching um, uh, uh, American Auto, all those shows. So I'm kind of cycling through all of those still binging Will and Grace the first time, but like Netflix, I feel like this is the first time I've been really like excited about so much of Netflix. They have the Tinder swindler on there. Then uh, Peacock TV has the Joe Exotic show uh, with Kate McKinnon. Uh, back to Netflix, they have uh, uh, that one about the woman who pretends that she's uh, like wealthy and just like scams people out of a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Ju- Julia Garland is is playing her in like a limited series. Uh, there's just like there's the zombie show, the Japanese zombie show on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's, it's already a great year for, for television because also another show I just started watching, only only one episode in, but it's so good, the uh, the after party on Oh, Apple. I can't wait to watch that. I watched the great music video of Dave Franco. And I, I yeah, I mean, I've, I've been getting into just like his character. Um, oh, yeah, he's so good in it. Everyone's great in it. Um, yeah, it, it's great. And what I like, what I think it's going to, because obviously it's, it's playing out like a whodunit. So it's like, you know, you have Tiffany Addish as the main inspector and air detective, and she's trying to figure out who, who murdered him. And it seems like every episode, it's going to be focused on one character and their, like their perception of what happened. So first episode already so funny. And so like the direction is really creative. I'm, I'm all into it. Um, Also finished season one of Ted Lasso. I'm like halfway through season two. Season two is really good. I don't, I think I love it as much as the first season, but still really great overall. And what else have I been watching? Oh yeah, they, Mon- they, they are very different. The seasons of Ted Lasso, where season one is just very funny and heartfelt, just heartfelt in the sense of like he's a, a nice guy. And then season two and three really start going in and getting darker and having you know a lot more about mental health and and all of that, which I liked. But it is definitely a different kind of yeah, different pace. Yeah, uh, for sure. And also just rewatching some other shows with my roommate, uh, Barry, going through the first two seasons again. Season three is like officially coming out this year. Oh, thank God. Movie, new- movie and TV show news. I just saw something yeah. about it the other day. It just like randomly got announced, I guess. Well, actually, OK, so that's amazing. And yeah, I heard something. I heard like theories about it, but I guess that's great that it's confirmed now. So there's that. There's obviously Peacemaker season two. And then uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, season three of Dave confirmed too yeah which no surprise i i know that little dicky tweeted like retweet if you want season three and then the next day he was like season three i didn't Nobody's... realize that uh that's actually one of fx's most viewed shows oh i definitely believe it which it's... is awesome because it's so fucking good are you caught up oh yeah i finished all the first yeah, season. Yeah. loved it loved it loved but it. i want i want patrick dempsey to play a future version of him in an episode i Ooh, patrick cool. patrick dempsey was on will and grace and I mean, he was around the same age as, as Dave Bird in that episode, but I was even watching Enchanted earlier and I was just like, he could be Dave Bird's like future. Like I want there to be some episode with him in the future. Their mannerisms are very similar. They look a lot of like. They do. That's, like, I never even yeah. thought about that. That's kind of yeah. true. I told uh, you, I'm working on a movie idea where it's every actor who looks alike playing uh, twins of themselves. <laughs> Hell yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Um, That's great. 
Yeah, I, I, there's been a lot of like animated news that's come out too. So Sonic 2 is coming out, I think in April. Yes. Sonic 3 already got greenlit. Then there's going to be a solo Knuckles movie starring Idris Elba. So like Hell I'm already... Yeah. I'm already excited for that universe because I truly love the first movie. So even, um, even if he doesn't become James Bond, at least he's Knuckles. From he's Sonic Knuckles. Sonic. <laughs> I mean, um, it's, it's funny. I don't want to go on off of too much of a tangent there, but uh, I've always thought he would be a great Bond, especially when people are like, oh, like, you know, let's pick like a like a black actor for the next James Bond or something or, you know, pick somebody who isn't just a white guy. And like, to me, Idris would be so perfect. But uh, and I know he's he's younger than Daniel Craig, so it could work. It could work, but yeah, that's cool. I think I like his, he is like one of the coolest voices ever. So like, yeah, to, yeah. So everything like, he would say as Bond would sound cool and sexy, and you'd be like, "Yep, yep. James Bond." Yep. Um, uh, I saw the Jurassic uh, World Dominion trailer that came yep. out at the Super Bowl. Watch that. Super, super excited for that. Uh, I'm just going through my iTunes trailer app. That's how I. That's I, another I, thing. Did you watch anything Super Bowl? Like, did you watch the halftime or the any other I, commercials? I felt meh about the halftime show. So like uh, Kendrick Lamar, yeah. as brilliant as I hear he's, he is, I've never listened to him. Oh, really? Because uh, he's, yeah. uh, he's been one of my favorites for a long time. Actually, he's, oh, kind, I... he's kind of the, what's up? No, I just, I know I'm behind on him. So there's oh. no denying that where I'm like, I just haven't listened to him as much as I heard. And he's won like a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, yeah, he's like a, I mean, he's absolutely a generation defining artist. I would definitely listen to, go back and listen to his albums. Cause uh, like he's, I remember like, it's been over like well over 10 years ago now when I first found out about him, uh, when Good Kid Mad City came out, that's, that was one of his breakthrough albums. And like, yeah, he's a, uh, he's an amazing lyricist, vocalist, storyteller. Like I love that dude. And, I, I was into it just because it's like you have all these like titans of rap. I mean, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. It's like the, it's crazy to ha- have them all there. And, you know, it was kind of obvious what they did. Like, all right, let's just play like your hits, basically. Like, yeah, just, just sing a little snip. But it was good. I liked it. I love the setup, too. It was like um, the actual stage was like an aerial view map of L.A. And then there was like some actual like each little sound stage or whatever was or the platform was like a like a like a neighborhood like in in la oh cool yes yeah, so yeah. it, was, it was cool and um i just yeah i liked I, it like i liked it because it was nostalgic remind, remind me of like eighth grade school dances but like <laughs> yeah you know definitely. every every super bowl of the last few years i'm like i just want a band again i want a band i want instruments i want to like see bands play songs that everybody likes all the way through and then the Super Bowl was like, hey, how about we have 12 rappers come on, sing five seconds of each of their songs that you like? And like, I mean, Eminem and Dre, I really like. Snoop has always been fun, but like I've never like thought of Snoop as like the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah, um, absolutely. And Mary J. Blige, I, I knew a couple songs of hers. So that's the thing, too, about it is like you're like, oh, I love this Eminem song. And then he sings one verse and then it's like <laughs> throw it on over to Snoop Dogg. And like, I, I love how there was like all this news of the next day that was like people caught Snoop Dogg smoking weed before. Oh my he went God. On. <laughs> it's like, that was like news. That was, um, yeah, I've seen, I saw so many memes about that where it would just be the article. And then someone's like, like, have you ever, it's like, do you know who Snoop Dogg is? Like, that is not news. That is just every other second for Snoop Dogg. So, and, I mean, like he's the Super Bowl halftime show, even if they were like, legally you're not allowed to, he'd be like, cool, but I'm still going to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could tell Snoop Dogg. No, come on. Uh, and then yeah, uh, I did. I I did watch the uh, the halftime show, the whole Super Bowl. Great commercials. Um, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say I actually do agree with you though. It would be great just to have a 
a good band showing off some technical skills too. Like, cause that, I think that's the thing now where the Super Bowl's like, all right, like this is an event. So like we, like even the halftime show, we, we want a big sound stage and we want all these like intricate choreography, dance choreography. We want this and that. So it's more than just the band or just the musician. It's also like, we got to have a show. Um, but and no, you it's can like, get, do get, that like, with the band. Yeah. That's the thing. You can still do it with the band. I would say, I don't know who, what are some good bands, any, any band new or old that you think would be pretty good to have? Cause I would say, mm-hmm. um, hmm. I'm trying to think. What would be like? A, I don't know. Actually, what would be a good band? As I'm thinking, I'm going to say this. Like, it's the same reason I don't pay to go to rap shows. I'm not going to pay to have watch one person hit space bar over a beat while another person like raps over it. Like, I want instruments. I play music. I want to appreciate. Well, to be fair, lyricism it's it's a whole another set of skills. You know, like yeah, but if you go see a band, you're also getting lyricism too. Not, yeah, but not not rap though. Like rap is different. Depends on the rap. Depends on the rap. Oh yeah, but like I've seen, you know, I've seen Run the Jewels live twice. I've Killer, heard they're great. Killer yeah. Mike I mean, their lyricism is fucking top, like notch. It's insane to watch people do that live. But yeah, and you're right. I, mean, I saw Method Man, Red Man, and held Red Man up Ooh. while he rapped over the crowd. That was Ooh. that was when Massachusetts first decriminalized weed. It was on their Still High tour. That oh, fun. that's amazing. That must have been fun. But, but no, I mean, um, you know, that's the thing is like you you watch somebody like, you know, I, and I'm not saying J-Lo or any Shakira specifically, but you watch these like singers perform somewhere and you go, oh, they were lip syncing. And it's like, well, yeah, how yeah. are they supposed to dance when they're lip syncing? Like they're choreographing and they're dancing. And it's like, but you don't go to see them to see like you don't listen to them on the radio and go, I want to go see them dance. And that's what I think takes away right. from like these Super Bowl performances is like, it's no longer like anything like that. It's just like, oh, well, it's all about the fireworks and the choreography and the dancing and not the things that you truly appreciated. I mean, like you wouldn't go and see, uh, you know, you wouldn't go and see the Mona Lisa. Who did the Mona Lisa? Van Gogh? (laughs) Yeah, right. I think so. You wouldn't go and see the Mona Lisa and then Van Gogh is like, hey, so the Mona Lisa is actually all the way in the back of the museum. But while you're looking at that, I also have like, you know, uh, a strobe light going here and uh, somebody's playing flute and you're like, but I came here to see the Mona Lisa. And he's like, well, it's it's there, but there's other stuff, too. And it's just like, wait, wait, who'd you say painted it, though? Van Gogh? No, that's not true. It's it's um, Da Vinci, right? Da Vinci. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da Vinci. I um, but no, you're right. You're right. And uh. Now I'm just trying to think. Well, only, th- only bands that are coming to mind honestly would be like, and I don't even know if they, I don't think they've done the Super Bowl. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Gross. 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 Get the fuck gross. Why? You've, you've lived in California too long. I've loved them since I was a wee little boy in Massachusetts. I saw a... Uh, a but wait, no, time. you have to answer my question. Why, why gross? I saw, I will, I will. Don't worry. I will. I saw a Hard Times article that said uh, Anthony Kiedis comes out of the shadows when somebody mumbles the word California. <laughs> <laughs> The Red Hot Jelly Peppers to me, every song is, but you got to indicate it when you got it. But you got to indicate it when you got it. Yeah. I, think, I think the only thing out of the Red Hot Chili Peppers is like, they're one of the cool like bass guitar bands to follow where you're mm-hmm. like, you know, there's the police, there's Red Hot Chili Peppers. There aren't a ton of bands out there where you're like, oh, that bassist is like. Yeah, Flea's got basement. very, he's got a very influential yeah. uh, bass and and I don't know, I, I've always liked him and I agree, yeah, like, that you, the way you just described that, yeah, that, that is a lot of that's every. I like I listen to them back. But in I like the day. that. I like that. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> even even Blink One A Two went that direction. I mean, I I miss Mark yeah. or I miss Tom DeLong a lot in the band, 
but like their last three albums, every song is just like California, San Diego, California. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe it's because I haven't been to California. I don't appreciate three albums of California. Um, okay, something for you to look up. The Red Hot Chili Peppers did the Super Bowl a few years ago and comedian John Daly recorded a song called like Hyper Future Allidosis. And he put it oh. up on a red hot. Do you remember this? I think I do. This and he put it up clear. on like a red hot chili peppers website that was like red hot chili peppers or something, you know, like that. <laughs> yeah. And everybody thought it was like this new song to hype up the Super Bowl. And it was not at all red hot chili peppers. And it was just like, um, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't love the I, I, I like the Foo Fighters a lot. Um, I think they would be fun. I think they've probably even done it before. Well, it's funny because so, like I'm thinking of all like my favorite, like bands in general like current bands and a lot of them i don't know if they like i guess they could yeah, do the yeah. super bowl but like they're maybe a little too m- mellow like that's why it's hard for me to answer your question because my favorite bands are not the ones that are going to be putting on an exciting halftime show well um, actually you know, you know who could i was gonna say this to start but i was like now they're too mellow but now i'm like no they could do it um tame impala tame impala would probably put on a good show i think i just really don't think early. enough people at the super bowl are are taking acid that's the only problem mm-hmm. True, true. <laughs> but I mean, they they have enough songs that are like high energy too. It's you know, so I mean, that could work. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm thinking of the stuff like Queen of the Stone Age, The Killers, like stuff like that, maybe. But yeah, oh, Queen know. of the Stone Age will be fun as hell to watch up there. Yeah, and Dave Grohl. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah um, exactly. So that would that could that could work for sure. And then um, I'm one band I'm listening to a lot of lately. Have you have you ever heard of um, uh, the War on Drugs? That band. Yeah, my my dad uh, went to go see them a few years ago. He never goes to concerts. Oh, he uh, nice. I love he loves them. them. Yeah, their their guitar sound is so unique and and yeah, I I I don't listen much to them, but I've heard all of their albums and they're just like yeah, super. Um, the one that came out back in like 2017, a deeper understanding, beautiful album. Like that's the one I put on when I'm when I'm just not feeling good. <laughs> like if I'm in my feels, I'll just put that on. I like I love it so much. Uh, yeah, they're great. I think they're a band who like if they were playing at a festival, I, I would definitely see them. I don't know if I'd go see them by themselves, um, but I, I am excited for concerts. I, I got Bon Iver tickets for June, my first ooh. concert in like three years. And uh, yeah. there's a festival coming to Connecticut I'm going to, which is like my dream lineup. It's Lumineers, Head in the Heart, Stevie Nicks. Um, uh, it's a ton of bands that I was going to go see anyway, like uh, on their own tour uh, headlining. But now like it's this two day festival. It's called like Sounds on Sounds and there's no overlapping set. So you get to see every single band play in, in two days. Um, yeah, I saw you posted the the lineup. Really, really cool. That'd be a really yeah. fun one to go to. And uh, you get to see Stevie. I'm not on Spotify anymore, Nick's. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Neil Young is back on Spotify again. Oh, is he? Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, so I'm I'm scrolling my Facebook because I, I share a lot of movie news on there. Um, of course, the trailer for Nope dropped. Nobody knows what it's about. The last thing that I read is that Nope is an acronym and that there's like some oh, uh, some hype around that. It um, looks awesome. Zach Braff and Donald Faison did a, a Scrubs reunion commercial for T-Mobile. Uh, Beavis and Butthead are going to space in a new Paramount Plus movie. Very excited. Uh, um, Adam Sandler is is doing a Netflix basketball movie. I shoot the hoops. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. That'd be great because it's not Happy Madison, so it'd be cool to see. Uh, every time he's not in Happy Madison thing, I'm always like a little more excited. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me see if I can do one. 
Air, jo- <laughs> uh, Air Jordan shoes are better than Nike shoes. Oh. <laughs> That's good. Uh, <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, uh, the Homelander animated spinoff, The Boys Show. Oh, I, I saw you post. I, mean, I, didn't re- I didn't read into it, though. Yeah, you gotta watch the trailer. It looks batshit crazy. It has every actor in it. It's a it's a cartoon where each episode's gonna be a different format of cartoon. Oh, um, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that's looks, oh, I gotta check that trailer. That sounds really great. Yeah, Sound on Sound Festival. Dave Matthews Lumineer, Stevie Nicks, The National, um, Brandy Carlisle, Gary Clark Jr., The Head and the Heart, Band of Horses, Jenny Lewis. Um, oh, the Chippendale movie came out. We were talking about that before. It's a, it's I think what's that? Paramount Plus as well. Disney, uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I'm. That looks cool. We were, yeah, we were talking about that before and how everything is has to be self-referential and meta these days. But it looks fun. And obviously, I'm such a sucker for mixed media. So like having 2D animation with live action with 3D animation, all about it, all for it. My my only problem off the trailer, and I, I love John Mulaney and Sandberg. They're going to be great. Uh, Seth Rogen, of course, is in it. My only problem with that is that it's just, you know, every every movie has become so self-righteous. I mean, this new Texas Chainsaw movie on Netflix, uh, every movie, like, has to point out what it is. Like, uh, it, I, I, you know, I just sound like everybody else, and I sound old now, but every movie in Hollywood is remakes and sequels and prequels. And, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like a fact at this point. And, like... and, 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 and requels, and it's all these things. But the problem is, it's like, it's got to start creating room for more original content. If every one of these movies has to be this fucking meta self-righteous, almost breaking fourth wall movie where it's like, Oh, here's the new jaws movie. And then there's like a scene in the movie where the guy's about to get eaten by a shark. And he's like, Oh, this is like the first jaws movie. Like that's how I just feel. Yeah, another- I-, I was in the first movie. I was in the background, like in a different boat. Oh, you know, when, when I watched me? Robert Shaw get eaten by the shark. Yeah like it's yeah it's like halloween kills and all that and like scream the new scream movie well i think Um, i think eventually i think we're almost hopefully at like the teetering point of that we're like it's because if it was almost i don't know how to describe it almost like culture eating itself it's like it's right it's like we can't just invest in some original content but no we got we got to keep we got to keep self-referencing everything we got to keep remaking and reimagining everything which it's starting to tank it's starting to tank and and that's a good thing eventually yeah eventually mass audiences will be will reject it and be like hopefully and be like all right we've seen enough and I i think that's also what you know social media ruins i mean luckily social media made sonic better the first trailer dropped People mm-hmm. were like, screw this, I'll never see it. And then they made it fantastic. I loved Sonic. And then nobody saw it because they were so used to the original trailer. Anyway, social media saved that. I think social media is is ruining everything else because you hear, oh, new Texas Chainsaw movies coming out. It's in production. And then a bunch of people are like, I don't want another reboot. I don't want a sequel. I don't want this. And then they're like, all right, we read all the tweets. We should probably add somewhere in the movie that we know that this is just another Texas Chainsaw movie. And then there's a scene in the movie where somebody is at a gas station and they're like, oh, it's just another gas station. We've seen a lot of gas stations over the years. And some of the gas stations were good. And some of the gas stations were bad. And you're like, oh, oh it's God. a metaphor for Texas Chainsaw. Well, it's kind of like um, the only movie I can think of in recent memory that was self-referential in meta, but in a very smart way was the Matrix Resurrections. Um, that movie, 
was able to do that in a very smart way, and it felt earned. It wasn't just doing it just because it wanted to, or just to, just because yeah, just because it actually felt it felt earned. Uh, I'm very excited to watch that one again. That's a good point there. So I only got halfway through it. Um, I, I think what you're talking about is like how in it, Neo is made to believe that he created the first two Matrix as video games and he's yes. a software developer. So I, I like that a lot. I also love that. One of my favorite examples of when this kind of, I guess, started is Tron Legacy. When they yeah. remade, when they did the Tron sequel, there's, and I've never even seen the original as much as I want to. Um, it's, it's, in, it's good. I like it a lot. In a lot. the new Tron movie, he looks up at the wall and there's a Tron poster because like Tron exists within the movie and they know that Tron is a thing. And the poster in his bedroom is the same movie poster for the first Tron movie. So I thought that that was really cool and like a nice little nod and kind of like tying things together, but without it being too, you know, it's subtle. It's one thing. It's one little like nice thing for you to pick up on. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think this could be, you know, the start of like, you know, is Hollywood going to play it safe and make 12 more Scream movies and make, you know, 15 more Halloween and Texas Chainsaw movies? Or is Hollywood going to be like, hey, what if we invested in, you know, this new original movie, like a uh, an alligator horror comedy movie or something, for example, hmm. if somebody like had one of those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Throw some money, <laughs> well, it's like uh, it's funny because so many of these productions too, like, the you know, like, you know, will have close to if not a hundred million dollars to work with. So just take like take any um, any remake they do or any reimagining that costs a hundred million, you could divide that by ten and make ten different movies. You know, ten million dollars per movie and make really great movies. Make re like I, that's the thing is I want I want to see more. Like for for instance, like um like Squid Game, that was last year. That was a TV show for me. Squid Game felt fresh. Like it, it still like felt like other stuff, but it was fresh yeah. and new. And it felt like yep. okay, this is to me like that kind of felt cold like. Like of the time, like I feel like I'll look back on 2021 and I'll think of Squid Game. Um, I, we need more stuff like that. We need more unique, uh, challenging, fun, original stuff that we can actually define a time by, you know, like other than just everything. Yeah. Being just lazy remakes. I, and I think, I, of course, this is not what the creator of Squid Game had in mind. And Squid Game could have been an idea 30 years ago because um, yeah. I know I know it got shut down by many networks for a long time, but it's one of those things where like, here's my advice if you're a writer, and this is coming from somebody who's barely a writer or ever had sold anything. But my piece of advice is like, come up with something that has been big and is starting to fade and just kind of slightly retell it. I mean, like, you know, the Hunger Games is is no different than uh, uh, what was the oh, Battle the, Royale. Battle Royale. And yeah. then you had Hunger Games. And then after Hunger Games, you had Maze Runner. And then after Maze Runner, you took a couple years off and you had something. And then after that, you took a couple years off and you had Squid Games. And, and you know, like I said, I don't know who wrote what what first, but then Hollywood is like, hey, we have this in the vault. Hunger Games is starting to, you know, tap her off. We know there's not going to be sequels. Let's do this now because people need a new Hunger Games. So like that's the kind of like strategy of like, I guess, how to succeed these days is like, don't write original stuff, write something that's like been done, change up a couple characters and plot lines and like make it your own movie, essentially. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, if you've ever listened to like anything Quentin Tarantino has said, you know, he's always like everything is nothing's original, right? Everything's based off something. It's all about how yep. you repurpose it, which I, which I agree with. Like, you know, you, like you just said, you can take an, an idea 
change up some things, add just a couple fresh ideas about it, and all of a sudden it becomes something new. It becomes something fresh, you know? So it's not and even you, like, you know. And you get into that trouble with music, too. I mean, uh, Ed Sheeran gets sued all the time for writing a song that sounds like another song, and it's like, I, I, I love Ed Sheeran. I've seen him. I think he's an amazingly talented person. He's not purposely oh, he ripping people off. Like, you can't make a new song that hasn't been done already. It's just, you know... Every strumming pattern, every chord progression, everything's been done already. It's just, you know, a, a, you know, a different effect on it or a different this or that. So you can't be picking apart songs. I mean, like, this sounds like an Elvis song. We're going to go sue Ed Sheeran for $800 billion. Right. Just like, <laughs> because G, D, E minor C has never been a chord progression since Elvis. Like, everybody does that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, that's a good point. Um, and, you know, speaking of remakes reboots everything we should talk about today's movie which is another sequel uh jackass forever <laughs> i was gonna say we have to we have to look at how long it took us to get to jackass we're at 48 minutes that's a record i think that's a re- wow we, we don't even do this on purpose we just get off track but i mean you know it's all self-contained within the world of media so we're good yeah yeah and the wheelie otis podcast we should just change our bio the wheelie otis podcast the podcast where we talk about things we're watching things we're excited for and a movie. <laughs> and a movie, yes, exactly. And a movie. Uh, yeah, so I, I went and saw Jackass yesterday. I I, I tried to uh, plan to see it with one of my best friends who I grew up with, and we used to make our own Jackass videos. And unfortunately, we, we didn't, you know, our schedules didn't line up. So I went and sat by myself yesterday. And I mean, just start to finish, I love the movie so much. Um, the easily, like you had told me, the best opening of any Jackass. I mean. Oh, yeah. I, I don't care if it's the year 2070 and this is in 4D smell-o-vision. Like, whatever they're going to come up with is never going to beat the opening of, of this movie. I mean, it's just... And yeah. I think, in, obviously, this podcast has spoiler alerts, so let's just let's just talk about the whole movie. Yeah, so, obviously, if, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't watch, but if you've seen Jackass Forever or you don't care, keep listening. We're going to talk about it all. And, uh, yeah, I think I mentioned in the last episode how the opening is basically, like, they're recreating almost like a kaiju film, like a monster movie. And the monster, I'm pretty sure, is Chris Pontius's uh, dick and balls, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, because it's jackass. And <laughs> it almost doesn't look like it. Like, it takes you a second to realize what it is. And then Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, smart, I like. Smart about it. <laughs> I think I told you that um, you know uh, we grew up in in the Boston area, and we used to go to the Omni Theater at the Museum of Science, and uh, it, the whole ceiling is is a is a screen. And I told you that one of the ones I went to when I was a kid was uh, movie making, and one of them that I saw was the original King Kong, and it showed you know a King Kong stuffed animal and a lady figurine and a tr- you know like it showed the set and all of that and I learned about that that's exactly what the opening of Jackass is it shows you how these things are made it's kind of like the Power Rangers kind of like low budget obvious thing and yeah his dick and balls are taking over the city and you see like kind of obviously his dick and balls on a set in a city and then it cuts to the cast of it all looking up at it trying to run away and uh and then they uh all get shot by the monsters semen oh yes and was uh, was uh, that pig semen in the beginning or just something else do you think just like a maybe uh, i don't know i don't know because obviously they do bring in pig semen later in the movie and uh, although uh they end i think they end the intro scene don't they bring out like a snapping turtle 
or something to that the snapping turtle faces off against him uh, and, and bites his yeah. dick and yeah that thing yeah uh, i don't think any jackass movie has had this much uh dick and balls in it before i i think i read recently that uh no male full frontal like chris pontius has set the record in film and cinema for showing his penis <laughs> the most. and i'm like that's that's a pretty great thing to claim um hell yeah there's a lot of penis in this movie i mean my background is is the the i mean uh, i think we need to talk about this is steve's podcast is really great steve's oh, his stand-up is really great i mean he had his own solo movies back in the day and like Steve-O is a severe, severe drug addict and and an alcoholic, and a he lot was, of the, now he's recovered. Was yeah, and, and some of the other cast members have, have definitely had their struggles. And Steve-O, I mean, he stapled his ball sack to his leg in his own movie, and yeah. he did all of these things fucked up, and now he's doing them all sober, and that is extremely fucking impressive, and that's something to talk about. Um, in oh, this prank, he takes a queen bee and puts it on his penis. And then all of the other bees are attracted to it. And within like seconds, his his he's getting stung all over. You see stingers in his ball sack after the prank. And he's up there for a while. And, you know, Johnny M. Knoxville, he did more like hyping in this movie, I noticed. He did he fewer, did, yeah. he did fewer stunts because he's he's talked about it. Like he's 50. He's like always getting this i think this is the most hospitalizations they've ever had in a movie yeah, he's, um, he's broken like every bone and like his uh i mean in this movie too he does get hit by a bull again and like really gets messed up breaks a rib breaks uh a wrist and fractures a couple other things too um yeah, it, look, it looks bad um but no that scene that you just mentioned with steve on that you have as your background the funny part is you're right like his whole his whole uh penis and balls gets covered with covered with bees and it gets to the point where like down his penis it, like the bees like go down even more and like he's like shaking it's like shaking his penis and, like all the bees are like shaking with it oh my god like that that dude's insane that takes like i don't even know what that takes it's more I, than just I, dedication that takes a lot of something else that i don't know i will never not give these guys props for everything but i wonder like how they would they withhold all that pain like they must go numb at some point right after a bee has stung your penis enough like do you stop feeling it or do you know how do it's they like, it's, uh, gotta, it's like a psychological thing they, reach, they, shut off they that reach transcendence it's like it's like martyrs i guess yes yeah or uh transcendental i i think they talk about that in this like it's all about like they've all they're all like older now and they're taking medica meditation and they're all sober and they're like using these practices to, to try to get in the zone um so that one with Steve-O is great when he's swinging the whole entire beehive. And it like it came like way it like built off of his dick. That's the thing it, it built <laughs> off and it like made it longer and it was like still connect. It was so crazy. Like yep. so yeah. wild. And he got he got stung in the balls, which sounds horrendous. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, some some of the craziest stunts in this, and uh either some new people involved. Although before we go forward, I do have to say, like, because J Jackass overall is such like a like a, a cultural thing. It's such a notable like thing and yeah, specifically obviously it started in like the late 90s or the 2000s uh specifically with Bam Margera and I don't know like what were your like how did you find out about it like were you into it when it first came out because for me I was pretty young obviously 2001 like, two when it was when it was started to become a thing on MTV uh but I still watched like I still tried to like sneak watching it my parents didn't know and like you know, I think my, my friends and I remember we did like stupid shit based off it. We'd like we'd make our own ramps and ride our bikes off it and try to hurt ourselves. Like it, it's yep. funny because 
like it really is a defining part of like the late 90s early 2000s and it bleeds into like skateboard culture and and punk music it's really fascinating and yeah like do you like have any good memories of it or do you like were you into it when it was like when it first came out a million good memories um so my sister my sister is a few years older than me she's about two and a half years older than me and uh, me and her both got started on CKY. So CKY is a band. It stands for Can't Kill Yourself. The drummer of the band is Jesse Margera, who's Bam's brother. That's where Bam got the, the name for it. So Bam created CKY with Brandon DiCamillo, Rap himself, people that kind of trickle into the jackass universe, but but not as much as the main guys. And they created CKY, which then kind of got picked up by MTV as jackass. But I had all four CKYs uh, on probably VHS back in the day. Um, I had their movies. They they made, I think, one or two like uh, like full-length movies. One of them was called Haggard, which was very, it was about uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Ra- yeah. Ryan Dunn getting over his girlfriend and cheated on him. Um, so I, I watched all of that. And then Jackass, saw them all in theaters, you know, watched the show, watched Wild Boys, watched, I mean, there's so many spinoffs and uh yeah. So, and, and my friends too, we used to build the jumps and go off them into our bushes and, you know, uh, uh, stand up on coolers and have somebody just take out the bottom cooler. Oh, was, yeah. I gotta, I gotta find my old video camera. Cause you know, we used to go sledding down cars on surfboards and stuff. And Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, yeah. Towing each other on cars on like, uh, you know, boogie boards and stuff. So we used to do a lot of that back in the day. And, and I think, you're right. Like I, I think also it's probably lost now, but I think utilizing my dad's camcorder, I think my friends and I shot some stuff. I don't know where that is. It's probably yeah. doesn't exist anymore, but man, it'd be fun to find that. Yeah. And I think that was the hard part about, I didn't think about it much during the movie because I've been reading about it so much, but it was hard not watching Bam in the movie. Um, Absolutely. You know, Bam was in the first three pretty early on into knowing that this movie was being made. Um, there was the rule that Bam had to show up sober that was his deal with Jeff Tremaine. And, uh, you know, he had to show up sober every day. And he unfortunately got kicked out of the production, didn't get to be a part of the movie. Um, last I knew was suing the movie, you know, was trying to make his own kind of jackass movies and, and all of that. And, you know, obviously everything that's been going on with him over the past decade or two is, is very sad. Um, so it's sad not seeing him in the movie. Um, but the whole entire other rest of the crew is here. Steve-O, we, we Man. We Man and Preston Lacey are still doing a bunch of skits together, which is oh, yeah. always funny. I mean, like, just the whole, just like, hey, giant man and little person. Like, let's put them into, you know, sumo wrestling outfits and or let's do a thing where yeah. they're chasing each other naked through Times Square. Like, it's so simple, but it's just, like, always funny to watch them together. Um but yeah, you want you want to talk about the uh, the background you have? Yeah, so like I said, I my sister's also a few years older than me, so like she was watching on MTV at the time, and and like I said, my parents definitely didn't want me to watch it, as was the case with a lot of parents at the time, and uh, it was the controversies were so insane at the time. I know that's why actually they decided to make the movie because MTV started censoring them. But yeah, I remember being at the show. Like I said, I would sneak watching it with my friends and we would do our own stunts. But obviously at that time as well, I think I got a PlayStation 2 in in like 2001 or 2 for Christmas. And I got uh, Tony. Obviously, at one point I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, I think. And obviously the Tony Hawk games, like again, Tony Hawk's in in these movies. Like he's a part of Jackass in a sense too. And 
and like playing those games, listening to a lot of a lot of the a lot of that pop uh, pop punk music was very influential as well. But I think like now you know that I've gotten older, it's 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 interesting because Jackass is both like in part uh, a, a form of physical comedy, obviously, but it's also like it's it's really like a it's a show. It's it's a uh, it's like a spectacle, you know, because like you really are watching. It, it's rare. You don't see this often. You don't see people film themselves in these scenarios, putting themselves through this much physical pain. And it's recorded in a way where there's no like trickery. Like it's like, no, like this is actually happening. They're not pulling tricks. Like they're really hurting themselves. And yeah, there's just something cathartic about that. Right. There's just something fun about that. Funny and, you say that. Cause on America's yeah. got talent. They, they have actual people who go on and get hit in the nuts. Oh and, Yeah. They yeah. never make it far, but they'll make it to two or three rounds in. And like their act is like getting a bowling ball to the nuts and they get pretty. Yeah. And I mean, that's a bit, like you said, that's a, that's a great point that it's like a show. I mean, it's like blue band group or you might go see Jersey boys or you might go see Jackass. Like it is a actual show. It's an event. It's a spectacle. Yeah, it really is. And, and I think I saw it's funny I don't think this is I think this is the first Jackass movie I personally saw in theaters I didn't see the first two in theaters and the third one I almost went to I couldn't for some reason I remember my friends went and saw it 3D but, uh, yeah and I wasn't even I wasn't even old enough at the time but you know I think they snuck into it but like yeah I mean I obviously I watched these movies all throughout the 2000s and like yeah like I said they, they're just it's just crazy. Like just, it, it doesn't really get old either. Like go uh, popping these movies in and watching them. It's like, you know, it's recorded. It's, it's here forever. As long as we're there, here, we'll have There's we'll, so much to it too. Like you're all, you're never going to remember every, everything in each movie. I mean, it's an hour and a half movie of, of, you know, probably what 60 different bits. And I mean, yeah, like, like our movie and yeah. It's kind of like watching uh, an SNL greatest hit. So if you watch like a best of Chris Farley, there will be like maybe 15 full three to seven minute skits. But then in between a couple skits, they'll do like 10 seconds of this skit of Chris Farley, five seconds of this punchline, two seconds of this blooper, five seconds of this costume. And like, that's what Jackass is. It's like they really sneak in all of the extra stuff, even through the credits. I mean, the whole entire credits are extra stuff you didn't get to see in the movie behind the scenes. I love how they showed, you know, the kind of split screen of like Johnny Knoxville with the bull 12 years ago and today. And like them when they started doing jackass to today and kind of just like seeing them like, you know, doing the same stuff. And, and it's just like literally the balls that they have and, and the cast of this one. I mean, let's, let's get into, it was great seeing, uh, I, I would say Pontius was my favorite in this movie Um, in terms yeah. of like, he is just so quick and witty and his one-liners are fantastic. And, and I think at one point he says something like, "Ugh, it's a pandemic going on in the whole world and we're doing this shit. You really think we need this on top of everything else? And like, <laughs> You know, he just, he just, he just like is such a great commentator and this has a lot of good one-liners. Um, yeah, he's like, he's like a showman. Like he, in all the movies, he's, he's also the one that like, and the, he's even quoted by other customers, the one that get, he gets naked, like the quickest out of everybody. Like he's always yep. just wearing bare, like nothing or like barely any clothing. And he's always funny. Um, we also talked about it before the show. Um, Aaron, uh, Aaron being like, in my opinion, the MVP of this movie, as far as the old cast goes, because he gets hit in the nuts so many times in so many horrible ways. 
Um, I, I would straight yeah. up give him the MVP too for this because I think they did it all in, in one day. I think in one day he wound up getting uh, punched by a boxer, hit with a hockey puck. Yes. Oh. Uh, what were the other things that he had? Oh, the hockey puck. Oh, the pogo stick. The which pogo also, stick, the pogo stick that the pinned his sack to the street. Um, I and, cringe and, when I think about that. It's horrible. Like and duh. and made it bleed. Made it bleed too. Um, I, I'm looking through the whole cast. There are cast members who were in the movie that 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 are on IMDb that weren't in the movie. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, Aaliyah Shawcott. I don't remember seeing her. Um, oh, oh I, yeah. I love the athletes that they use. Like they used um, Daniel L, Daniel O'Toole, who's a I think a professional softball pitcher and like you can tell her and the boxer uh francis like they both just had so much fun like being there like this softball pitcher just threw like 70 mile or faster softball pitches at aaron's dick and she was just having a great time and just like oh yeah i mean to be invited because like anybody can be a part of the jackass universe you know like uh your background your background is about farting underwater and they hired an explosion specialist to come on site who's like who's like a physics like that one's one of my favorites in the movie top three easily because it's not they tried to this this was also a a recreation but also one they had to redo because they didn't complete it and i think i think it was either from two or three they tried to fight a uh tried to light a a a fart underwater so that was that was the thing so they tried to recreate in this one like all right let's do it this time and the crazy part is like you know he i think i forget who's who's actually do you know who's actually in the tank when they do it i I know it's my background okay so he's like he has his ass like up in the water Wait, doesn't doesn't he, he switches out with somebody though? Does he switch out with Steve-O or Chris? I thought he switched out with somebody, but I think it was Steve the whole time, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, so basically he's underwater his and, and his ass is like a couple inches below air. So like the, the fart is still in the water. And it like builds he builds up enough gas in the chamber that it's like literally like in a fucking explosion when it happens. And it's like and they were all surprised, like because it was like way bigger and louder than they thought it would be. And, and I think it was John, like delayed too. Yeah, like John Knoxville, he was like, he's like, was that it? He's like, like it was great. Like, and he was like, oh, that just really rattled my balls. <laughs> and like, <laughs> the movie does a lot of slow mo replays of stuff, which they they needed to do so you could like. But I mean, you see people's ball sacks like jiggling in slow mo when uh, Preston Lacey's ball sack is the punching bag. Oh my god! They're miniature sets. Like I'm, I'm watching them. I mean, I watched um, uh, Nightmare Alley, and I was like, all right, Nightmare Alley deserves the Oscar for like best set design. And then yeah, I'm watching yeah. Jackass, and I'm like, Jackass kind of also deserves best <laughs> set design. Like they're miniature things. You're just like, it's kind of like watching Team America, where you're like, what's real and what's not? What's life size and what isn't? Like, yeah. Well, the actually, I remember the the boxing one with Preston Lacey. Isn't that? There's one sketch or one one bit where like, yeah, he has to like put his balls through like the hole and like someone like pull pulls at it and like pulls it down more or something. Yeah, uh, they they pull it down, then run over and slap the face of one of the new members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that in this movie. Just oh, all of God. them, just very, uh, just very uh, friendly, touching themselves. I guess just like like they're just also used to like slapping each other like kicking each other in the balls but then also like helping guide each other's balls into traps and like the the thing where they flatten chris bontius's penis 
Oh my god, yeah, like the, the clamp or whatever. Yeah. Ugh. They clamp his penis and then Johnny Knoxville does the the ball ping pong paddle. <laughs> and then at the end, during the credits, you see him and another person both did the the ball clamp and played ping pong back and forth. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know how they how does your penis come back from that? That's what I'm wondering, especially like I said, Aaron. Like, how do you maybe you don't? Like, I don't know, because it's like, I mean, like I said, they're all like in their 40s at this point. So it's they like, all have kids. I mean, Pontius's kid, Pontius's baby shows up at set at one point. You're like, oh, that's really? right. like yeah, Johnny and, Knoxville has, has kids. Yeah, it's true. And um, uh, but I will say, too, we, we have to mention that there, um, there's obviously some like special guests. I know Machine Gun Kelly is in one of the, one of the th- uh, sketches and also um, there's new cast members, there's new jackass cast members now. So there's uh first female and apparently first Jewish person, um, Rachel Wolfson. Oh she's, yeah, she's great. She has some really good. She has the uh, scorpion Botox. That's a great. Apparently, movie. that's real. Like people, some people actually do that. That's wild. But, but not wait, just it, the be... stingers, but the venom. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Uh, she she's uh, yeah. I mean, she gets ele- she gets her tongue electrocuted. She gets stung by a scorpion. Um. All, all the new cast members hold their own. I mean, these like, of course, you have Machine Gun Kelly and Eric Andreo come in and they do some fun stuff and they get slapped around a little bit and, and they have fun. But you have these new cast members who they kept up, man. I mean, yeah, they, they did. You, they so, like I said, really, Rachel, she's great. Uh, you also have a uh, Jasper Dolphin, who he's actually from, you know, originally from Odd Future, you know, with Tyler the Creator and uh, Earl Sweatshirt and Frank Ocean, all those people. He's great. Um, Is he the one whose dad was on set a lot? Yeah, his dad did like two. Ex convict. Really, yes, he did. He did the spider one, I think, with the yep the helmets on. That was crazy. He was he in a lot of the too. scenes. Yeah, he just he just had fun with them. He passed out in the spider scene. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Then, um, uh, oh, and then obviously the uh, he goes by the name Poopies in this movie. Poopies <laughs> is also a new a new cast member, uh, and he fits right in. He fits right in with that. You know, he has that like crazy jackass brand going and he he puts himself in in some pretty crazy situations too there's a uh, zach holmes he, zach, zach is holmes a, is he's he's done like his uh, yeah i think he was on the mtv show too stupid to die which is kind of like a newer version of jackass oh okay oh is that yeah zach holmes too he's in it too he did the uh one of the pranks he did that was great was uh I think he had like a he had like a big kite attached to him or something, and he tried to fly over a bunch of cacti and oh that looks. <laughs> well, I don't too. even think he tried to. Yeah, he was just like, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. He oh was, yeah, but yeah, that I've seen I've seen pranks like that before. Not even even separate from Jackass, just on YouTube of people jumping into like a cactus like pile and like that looks. No, I wouldn't. Oh my god, fuck no. I'd rather get hit in the balls with it from a UFC champion than jump into cactus. God, yeah, that that cacti thing did not look fun. Well, I'm trying to look at. Oh, Rob Deerdick had a great cameo. He of course came into this, oh, and yeah. uh, he did the uh, um, musical Chairs. Um, that one was great. I, I think. Okay, let me ask you this because I was thinking this the whole movie. If the Jackass guys invited you onto set, would you do, would you go? I so it just invites me as like a guest. Yeah, and I I wonder. I guess. Do you think that like some people have riders when they're going to be on Jackass? Like, cause nobody is, is, is technically um, out of touch in this. I mean, like the, 
the filmmakers are are getting chased and slapped around. Jeff Tremaine is getting electric, you know, electrocuted. Like <laughs> yeah. everybody on this is there's. So I'm like, if I got invited, I think I would just be holding onto my balls the whole entire time. Anytime, the cup. anytime somebody walked by, I would flinch, and I just like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, I would so be scary. afraid that they would know my fears and that they would know like how to mess with me because. I mean, you know, Johnny Knoxville is terrified of snakes. And in one of the other movies, you know, they tell him he's doing one thing and then they trap him in this cage with a giant snake. And it's like... Oh, it, was, it wasn't a Bam too. Bam was also, I, I think, definitely afraid yeah, of snakes. There's one yeah. where he's literally in a pit with snakes. Oh, man. Yep. And uh, actually, so I'll answer that question. Yes. Um, because Also, too, because if you're just being invited on, chances are they're not they're not throwing the worst ones at yeah. you you know they might yeah. like they might tap your balls they might electrocute you but you know they're probably not going to do anything too crazy to that's, you. All. Like, that's all that's <laughs> all i mean eric who is it was it uh oh, tyler creator tyler creator was playing the piano and, he, and the funny part was that he was smart he was like what's under my what's under my chair and like it's nothing it's 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 for the recording and he, <laughs> he got knew, shocked he knew right away and then he shot jeff tremaine back he's like you come try this um yeah, yeah no that was very funny he had such a weird line they were like uh they were like, yeah, we just dumped 70 pounds of like pig jizz on him. And he goes, oh, it reminds me of my time in London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that uh, one was nasty. Also, uh, they mentioned and because there was actually like a little featurette at the end of the movie, like after the credits um, that just, you know, those cast members, they talked about the filming of it. And they mentioned how like this was the first time they, they did more of like a like a psychological stunt where I think it was Erin and... David England, they had them like in a in a dark room. They couldn't see anything. The rattlesnake um, one. Yeah, so there was nothing actually dangerous in the room, but they were just pretending like they'd have people touch their like their shoulders, or they'd have like a, a stuffed animal they throw it at their face, and they're just yep. like swatting at the dark. And I like, think they had six people do it. They had they yeah. had two or three different groups of twos, and then I think Poopies one, was in one of them. Yeah, and yep. then like yeah, so and they had Zach, a Zach, and then once they got out of the room, they were in another pitch black room that was surrounded by I think tacks, mouse traps, and pots and pans. And Dave England goes, I'm not going through that door. And that was yeah. that was one of my favorite lines of the whole movie. He goes, I'm not going through the door. They go, no, like this gets over. He goes, I'm not going through the door. And they're like, come on. He goes, nope, this is where I live now. This is where I live. I'll establish <laughs> yeah. my home here. Like I lost it at that point. Um, I don't blame him. Yeah, because that shit was like, they, like he was actually like, they scared him. Like they really scared him. And yeah. I don't blame you because like they I said, literally- like, shut them in the room, shut the lights off and then knocked over an empty plastic tub. And they thought that they were in a room with killer rattlesnakes. And uh, they did like shock them a little bit here and there, but they literally just threw like fake rubber hoses at them and stuff like that. And yeah, it was that mostly was mostly like, harmless. Yeah. Yeah. That was really, really scary. Um, but that, yeah. that would be horrifying. Cause uh, yeah, you just don't know. Obviously you're on that set and it's you dark. don't know what's real or not. Yeah. So anything, anything could hurt you. And then, um, Oh yeah, that was a great one. So that was like kind of a new thing they did, I guess. Like I said, more, focusing more on like actual fear, just like trying to tap into that. And... I love the cameraman who threw up twice. Uh, oh yeah, wait, wait, I'm trying to remember what did he throw up from? The... He threw up when Preston Lacey shot himself before his his oh, bit. Oh yeah, and then uh, did he throw up at the end when everybody was throwing up drinking milk? I think so. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. it might have been the the. Yeah, I think so. I think so. The end of it was too. It's just like you're watching the whole movie and you're like, what is the last skit? What is the last skit? Like, I know they're going to go big and man, do they go big. Um, 
Yeah, oh, the man. I mean the end of it was the explosions in the mount like out in the desert and just everybody's getting shot with uh wee man's riding around shooting people with like the beanbag gun tank and they're oh yeah them. I think uh Steve O gets hit in the balls of the paintball. Yep. And yeah, throughout the yeah. movie, you see just like they all have giant bruises on their thighs and uh, just so cut up. Johnny Knoxville talking about his bald spot in the movie and Jeff Tremaine spray, sprays it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just and, and I was saying too earlier that it didn't seem like Johnny Knoxville like, you know, did a lot of stunts in it. But I think that like everybody probably did a lot of stunts that got cut, you know, like it's. There's got to have been so many uh, like deleted scenes where oh, like well, people you know, got hit in the nuts and it didn't even make it in the movie or it was like a small part in the credits. I would have been so mad if that happened to me. Well, yeah, I know you go through all that pain just to get a cat. Although they are right. doing, they're doing their typical thing where they're doing a uh, Jackass 4.5. You know how they do they So like they're gonna have like an extended version with like probably I don't know how much longer, but they're gonna have a lot more uh, stunts in it. But yeah, I'll- definitely. They, 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 did that for, they did that for every other movie, I'm pretty sure. At least they did it for two and three. They had 2.5 and 3.5. So that'll be exciting. But yeah, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of other skits that happened in this one. I know. Um, there were so many good ones. I, I, mean, I mentioned Machine Gun Kelly. That one was kind of funny because they were just um, basically pedaling a bike. Uh, it was him and... Steve-O. Was it him and Steve-O? Yeah. yeah Steve-O was talking about how like uh, how right, he was right. older, but he was still going to kick his ass on the bike. That's right. Yeah. And he, so they were both pedaling a bike and they had two giant hands and whoever pedaled faster, the other one, it would launch and hit him off the bike. And yeah, that was funny. I mean, they showed that in the trailer a billion times, but that one was still fun to watch. Eric and, Andre on the set getting hit at the uh, coffee. <laughs> like, and he was actually like really mad about it too. You think like, I'm so? trying to get some cold brew, man. Oh, yeah. No, no. He was like, he was like, he was like, why did I fall for that? It was like, why would I ever fall for that? I just, I came here. I was like, cold brew. Everything's going so well. I'm having a fantastic day. Why would I not think something was going to happen to me? And then I think poopies wound up getting hit once. And then Johnny Knoxville tells the barista, he's like, no, but for real, can you make him a coffee? And then he gets hit right in the nuts as well. Like there's another thing on the coffee stand. Um, I love when uh, one of the guys walks out holding a bunch of like milkshakes. And oh, they, yeah. <laughs> he falls through the steps. That one, I lost my shit in. Just like super simple. He was in a trailer and he was walking out with a bunch of cups and they like clearly did something to the steps. And as soon as he stepped in them, he fell through them. And like super simple, super funny. Um, the human ramps, that one was crazy. Oh, yeah. The human ramps was cool because again, that reminds me of something like, again, like I would have done. Like, yep. Like, 15 years ago yep. um i probably did um but yeah yeah they're like yeah the the thing i love about this one the the variety and the intensity of the stunts is is to a whole new level and uh yeah i'm trying to think of some other really good ones in this in this movie i know oh there's also again i think this was <laughs> this was in the trailer but uh you had eric who rode his it was like a wily e. coyote thing he rode his bike full speed into, into like a you know, into the wall or whatever. Was that Eric Andre? No, that was a different Eric. Um, it was, yeah. That one was hilarious. Yeah. It's but right then when you see a wide shot, you're like, how did he fall for that? <laughs> oh, I know. I almost feel like he knew, but still like that. It didn't look like it. It looked like he was going full speed into it. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing too, what you were talking about earlier is like, you know, the skateboarding behind it. I mean, 
So Rob Deerdick, he's he's in it, you know, for a scene. He's a professional skateboarder. Wee Man is a professional skateboarder. I believe Steve-O is a professional skateboarder. You know, and that's what a lot of CKY was built around too, is, you know, uh, Bam Margera. He had the, you know, I had his skateboard back in the day with the heartogram on it, which is uh, uh, from yeah. the band Him uh, out of, I think, Germany. Um, I saw him in concert. I've seen him in CKY live. They're both great. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was, uh, they're all professional skateboarders, which is super cool. And like, that's what I think I missed about CKY. It's like, it was mixed in between like the music. The music was really important. The skateboarding was really important. And then the pranks were really important. And I think that like, that's the one thing I miss about the the CKY days is you had all of those things in there. Um, I agree. There's also, when you were talking about PlayStation 2 and Tony Hawk, uh, there's a Jackass video game. I have it for PlayStation 2. I have it oh, at my house. Oh, I remember that. Yep, I have it here. I think that's like some shopping cart stuff. Um, that's hilarious. I don't think yeah. I, I don't know if I ever played it. Is it actually like any good? <laughs> it's pretty fun. PlayStation 2 had some weird games. I have Sopranos. Yeah. Oh, the Sopranos, <laughs> Sopranos game. Oh I have Jackass. And then uh, Matrix. And then I think, oh, like, the Narnia. Matrix game is amazing from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, they had the bull time and all. Oh, it was so fun. Apparently there's an Avatar game coming out this year that is like a lot of people think it's a movie trailer because like how realistic the game looks. And so same with the, the new Matrix game that's coming out. It looks like... Uh, when is that i don't know if it, it might i don't even know if it's coming out this year it might just been a demo trailer but it looked wild is like, it based like, off the movie the new one i i don't know it might just be its own thing i think at this point really it, it looks crazy though like graphic the graphics are wild um they're getting so good but yeah i know um yeah, you mentioned it before how, yeah, def- Bam's presence is definitely missed because obviously he's very much a part of... I mean, he's the reason why Jackass is even a thing. Um, yeah. But for, you know, for you know, obviously it had, had to be that way, unfortunately. But um, and technically he is in it. He has like the, sl- the, the slightest cameo at the end, I think like in the end credits, he pops in for like a second or whatever. Wh- which a- is... It was funny. Rob, Rob, Rob himself was in it too. Yeah. Rob, do so you what is it? Yeah, Rob Deerdeck, right? No, no, Rab himself. Rab himself was oh, in CKY. Yeah. He was behind the camera in the credits. And they were just, he was just like, yeah, I don't do in front of the camera stuff anymore. Like he was in the cameras. Brandon DiCamillo, he's listed on IMDb as archive footage. So I think Bam must be listed as archive footage as well. Um, and then uh what got me at the end was the Ryan was the Ryan Dunn like uh memory thing. That was like mm-hmm. Ryan Dunn forever with the heart. I was just like, oh shit, man. Like, I mean, he was such a huge part of, of both CKY and Jackass. And, you know, his death, his death was a super hard one um, for everybody. I think who grew up with this stuff. Oh, absolutely. And you know, yeah, this is the, yeah, this is the first movie that the first Jackass movie he's not in, you know, so it is, it is very sad. And, uh, but yeah, we oh, grew so it's, up, it's great that they gave him a tribute, though. But I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, no, I was just going to say, um, it, you know, we grew up thinking these guys were all invincible because, you know, we watched them just do everything, blow themselves up, you know, <laughs> free fall off of things, you know, and, and Ryan Dunn, you know, passed away. And, you know, that that definitely hit Bam the hardest, too. You know, I think that's a bit, you know, because right, they were basically what. brothers. Um, I even read somewhere that um, I forget her name, but uh, Bam's mother literally like even called ryan down like her second son like you know so you know they grew up together obviously cky they did that together so yeah it's, it's definitely a, a, a history with them and it's very sad 
April, uh-huh. April and Phil Margera. April and Phil, yep. <laughs> yep, and Jesse and Bam. Yeah. Um, that's another thing too, because obviously since Bam's not in it, they're not in it either. And they're and they're also such a big part of Jackass too, you know. Oh, one of my favorites was when Phil they're racing Phil around the house and they dug a hole in the yard and he fell through it. I did that back in my day. So back in the day, um, I had a tree fort in my backyard and I, I dug a hole in front of the tree fort and put a rug over it and would invite people out to the tree fort. I think my neighbor's dog fell into it one time too. Oh, puppy. <laughs> Not bad, but no, um, yeah. I used to always, I used to always get people with that prank. Um, oh God, the things that they did to, to April and, and Phil growing up. Yeah. Oh, the crocodile, the the fake gorilla. That sh- that was oh, funny. the crocodile in the house. Yeah. Oh, April's p- high pitched voice. Which, is that a real crocodile? Is that, no, real? Is that real? <laughs> it's funny too because um, I read somewhere I think like a couple years ago she put out a cookbook and it was called like something something and my alligator in my kitchen or something like that. Uh, no way. Yeah, I, oh, I kind of want to read it. Yeah, I'll hundred percent read that. I have been wanting to learn how to cook, and if April Margera is going to be the one to do it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, this movie was something we all needed. I also just thought that it was like super respectable, too. Like, I mean, obviously, there's legal matters and and this and that and everything and and all of that. But like, everybody was super responsible on set. Like, everybody's wearing masks throughout the thing. And it wasn't just the directors, it was like the whole cast and crew. And like, you know, they managed to pull off a jackass movie in the middle of a pandemic. And, uh, you know, they're a small, tight-knit crew. So, you know, they just hung out with each other and all of that while filming. But they pulled off this movie during the pandemic, which was super cool. And, like, it, it didn't seem irresponsible. You know, it didn't seem like it was, you know, uh, anything like that. So I thought that, that was, like, super interesting just to see, like, all of these guys who've swam with sharks and hit each other in the nuts and done all these things all wearing like masks and like you know? I know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is yeah, all right, guys, put on a piece of cloth on your mouth so we can be safe now. Go over here and we'll stop you in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well actually also that, that little feature right at the end, they do mention Johnny Knoxville mentions how like because of the pandemic they had to significantly cut the amount of um kind of pranks they did in the general public. So there's really they do they actually do a bad grandpa one in this movie. It, it was very funny. But that's really the only one they did, I think, is really there's no another, other there's prank another one on in the, the on the public. There's one in the trailer and kind of in the credits where he's at a, a bus stop. Oh yeah, what is that one? I'm he winds up like on top of the, the bus stop or something. Because okay. they showed it in the trailer and it was barely in the movie. But the the bad grandpa one in this one is hilarious. Oh, and that was the kind of introduction to Zach Wilson. Or what was his name? Zach. Oh, the, the new guy? guy? Zach Woods? Uh, I forget his last name. Zach, uh, Zach Holmes? Zach Holmes, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, holy crap. Um, yeah, in that one, uh, uh, Johnny Doxville is dressed up as the grandpa. He goes into a furniture store. While he's there, Zach Holmes is the, uh, I guess, maintenance guy. His second day on the job, he's working on the ceiling tiles, and he's in a, a crane and uh, he winds up falling off of it and catapulting Johnny Knoxville through the ceiling. And at the end in the credits, it shows like the reaction of everybody in the store. And, like once all the staff members find out, they're like so happy and honored to be a part of it. And yeah. Like, oh, I love you guys. Like, this is so cool to be a part of this. Um, Which yeah, I mean, really I- would be an honor. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to be in Jackass and I got pranked by these guys. Hell yeah. Like, well- 
what was I don't know how they didn't recognize him. Um, what was the most recent movie that they did? Because there was Bad Grandpa. I feel like there was another one that I missed. Well, Jeff Tremaine also produced Bad Trip with Eric okay. Andre, and that one was all all like yeah, it was all pranks. And that movie was fantastic, by the way. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I've, oh I've really man, you gotta watch it. It's fun. It's so funny. And yeah, so basically, it's just Eric Andre. Um, Tiffany Haddish, right? Tiffany Haddish is amazing in it, and um. Lil Ray and Howery like, and oh wow and the funny thing is it's all like actual pranks done in public of on, on unaware civilians but they set it up like bad grandpa they're like still telling like a narrative story yeah um, yeah so like Eric Andre does like dance numbers and like food courts and everyone's like like <laughs> what the fuck like it, it's great um so funny and it may it, it you know the only one thing only one thing really I wish about like this movie had I wish I wish Eric Andre was in it more and may, maybe he'll again maybe the extended version he'll be yeah. in some more sketches but i mean he's like he's like the perfect person to be in this in this world and, and to be doing crazy shit so um although i am happy he was in the he was in the scorpion botox one and he had a great line before it faded out he was like he's like i might have been painful but he's like but at least you're beautiful yeah like, yeah yep. <laughs> yep. oh that was uh God, that was funny. Um, I love like the animal wranglers in these, and I uh, and, and it's in the trailer too. But I, it was in the trailer, and I still. What was the part that I just said? I like almost peed my pants at. It was a super simple part, but there were like a couple parts of the movie that were just like super quick one-liners that were just super funny. And the one where um, Johnny Knoxville's with the animal wrangler with the rattlesnake, and he's like, "Is it poisonous?" And the guy just goes, "Eh." Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like you can't be a explosion specialist or animal wrangler or anything and be invited to jackass and like not have a sense of humor. I mean, they oh, have uh, yeah. professional boxer hawk that hockey player, he had it out for Aaron. Obviously, it was all just fun and shits and giggles, but like he was like, because you know, the softball pitcher and she was having fun and she was pitching it, but that hockey player, he fucked Aaron up. And he yeah. was like coming at him with the puck and was like, I'm going to get you good on this one. And like, you really, he, yeah, I, don't I, don't know. Know, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you could just sit there and take that. Like that's, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, also, I can't believe we didn't even mention it. Um, I don't think we did. Uh, speaking of animal Rangos and Aaron, one of the, uh, yeah, he one of the um the bits. He's strapped to a chair. They pour honey all over him, put raw salmon near his balls, and they have a literal bear come out. I don't know what kind of bear it was. If it was a black bear or not, but they had a bear on like, and it was on a leash, but it still got right up to him. It was right in his face. At one point, it was even like gnawing a little bit at his hand, like just like you know. And that's wild. That's definitely as far as animal stuff goes. That's definitely one of the craziest things they've done. I. I thought the bear was fake for a second because the bear was reaching into his underwear and pulling out his, the, the salmon and like the way it was moving. I was like, all right, this is somebody in a costume, but it was literally pulling his pants out and grabbing salmon from, and then, um, but the, the, that was really scary. Like that was something where if I were him, I probably would have been mad at the other guys. Like when he kind of was, like at yeah. one point he, you could hear me he goes he's like guys he's, he's gnawing a man he is gnawing at my hand and then like uh, he like he was actually like really freaked out i mean 
why wouldn't you be but like the wrangler went right in he was like i need to go in and he ran right in and grabbed the bear and like you could tell that wasn't like a movie bear that wasn't like a professional acting bear that like on command you can get it to stop he was gnawing at aaron's hand and like that was super fucking scary. Like, and he didn't actually bite his hand, but he was like, like testing, like, mm, let me, let me see if this, the skin tastes good before I bite into it. It was, it was like, I feel like you're right. If, if that Wrangler was like a couple seconds too late, I don't know. I don't and know. he was like, he was like, the, the honey's in my eye, and I was like, oh, that, like, I, I can't imagine being sticky. Like when they pour honey on each other in these and do like the feathers and Ugh, stuff. All yeah. I can think about is like do i have to go home to shower is there a shower on set like i can't imagine that stickiness and he has honey in his eyes um where where did where had he just come from i forget there's another skit they just did and then they put him immediately in the chair and strapped him down oh was another animal one wasn't this was it the snake one in the dark i don't know who was that one i don't remember what they strapped him down go back to that psychological one i think that there's a lot to talk about in the psychological one because um what's i watching the other day it was some movie where it was like you know this guy uh kept like oh, it, was, it was on of course it was on psych but it was like this guy who was apologizing to his girlfriend she's like you left me like this happened to us and you left me and you didn't check if i was okay and then they think that they see aliens and he runs away and leaves her again and she breaks up with him that's the psychological part of of jackass is like i think aaron is hiding in uh like behind a desk yeah and then one of them is using the other one as a human shield and he's like like and it's just like that kind of like what would you do in that scenario my here's what i would have done i would have laid down in the couch and covered myself in the couch cushions okay what would you have done in that room oh i'm trying to think what would i do Honestly, oh my god, I'd probably just go in a fetal position or something. I would just like completely cover myself as much as possible. But I don't know because again, like they made it so no matter where you were, they would always like try to throw something at you. So like, or they'd have like they again they'd have like a feather on a stick and they just get your ear. So you'd be like, oh god, it's a sweater on my ear or something like. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, that one would fuck with you hard, like big time. I mean, think about we watch a TV show with a snake in it, and then like a hair tickles your back. You ooh. Imagine being in a room five feet from a poisonous venomous rattlesnake and then the lights go out. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that is Awful. just that is a, a mind fuck. Yeah. And I mean, just like, and the thing is, is you don't know if it's real or not because it's sometimes real and sometimes it's not. And I mean, yeah, the new guy poops, poop, poopies, poopsies, poopies, poopies. He yeah. got bit what two or three times he had to kiss the snake. Yeah, that's right. Oh man, that one looked horrible too. And um, I was just thinking about it. now. I've seen. I'm sure you have too. I've seen like videos on YouTube where they have like a scenario where it's like you know you put your hand in a box and yep. one one of them is like one of them is a spider and one of them is like a teddy bear and people touch the teddy bear and they're like oh and they freak out and like yeah right if you don't if you don't see it you're gonna think it's something real and yeah and and like I said it was so so funny Dave England having trust issues after it and being like i'm not going through that door I'm, I'm living here this is my new home like that would be me totally and like, he no. was right because the next room was was i'd be, I'd be like, room was worse. I'd like johnny you go first i'll be right behind you you're going first like no way am i going out first <laughs> he was so happy to find the door and then he opened it and the next room was pitch black and he's like okay but that's actually uh 
the the room that you said that had all like the <laughs> the mousetraps in that was great because I think Zach Holmes like just runs out like onto the he like runs onto the table and like he he gets it way worse even if he just walked out he would have been fine but he was too scared and he just ran out and just like rolled onto all the traps and he was like was... I don't know why I thought this was the right thing to do <laughs> yeah. yeah that one was that was great that was uh, all great when I was when I was uh uh trying out my audio recording for this episode i kept saying um uh this is the episode on jackass 4 uh jackass forever um and that why did i just understand that same here i'm not even joking yeah it's like four like it's the fourth movie ever wow i'm dumb uh i just jackass 3d jackass forever wow that's hilarious well i mean yeah okay cool uh, Jackass five, but I, I was recording it saying uh, we're here right now covering the uh, Jackass four, uh, fourth film in the franchise, the third sequel, and hopefully nowhere near the last Jackass movie because I just like I don't know I don't know why it takes them ten years to do new Jackass movies. I get it because they have to like recover and well, to be fair, the, the first three wasn't that much of a gap. It was like two thousand two to two thousand six, and then two thousand six to two thousand ten. So it was like four year gaps. Yeah, that's not bad. This, this was a, this was a eleven years, uh, eleven years, yep, and, eleven twelve uh, years even. So I don't they know. All, they all have like, you know, or some of them have pretty big careers. I mean, from what I from what I know, so uh, uh, I I really like this comedian Brad Williams. You ever heard of him? Yes. Yeah. So he did a podcast called About Last Night with Adam Ray, and then he started a family and uh, he left the podcast. But he's a super successful comedian. I've seen him before live. Um, super, super funny. Uh, Brad Williams is a little person and he talks about getting confused with Wee Man. A lot of people confuse him with Wee Man. He has a whole bit about pretending he was Wee Man um, at a golf charity event. So if you're listening to this right now, type in Brad Williams um, uh, Wee Man charity event. But he had Wee Man on an episode of the podcast because they were like, we finally have to get together and, and chat. And Wee Man um, uh, owns a couple successful restaurants in Canada. And um, I mean, last I listened to, this was years ago when he was on about last night, he was talking about, um, I think he had just sold his house and was buying an RV and just traveling across Canada and, and all of that. So like he had that going on. Johnny Knoxville is a huge actor. I mean, oh, you yeah. had The Ringer, you had Men in Black 2. You Dixon had Hazard. Dukes of Hazards. He had such a big career. Steve-O is now a huge comedian on top of running a, a podcast out of his van. He he's had... also a very successful YouTube channel, millions yep. of subscribers, and you know, he gets tons of views per episode. You know, he puts up like almost like a little vlogs and stuff. Like he's, he's doing he's very in, well. He's engaged to a woman who keeps up with him and they post naked, weird pictures all the time of them in hotel rooms. And I could be happy this. for him. Steve-O seems like such a fun person, like and so happy and loves life. And so yeah, I, I like I like I told you I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I did listen to his when he had just started. He had Demi Lovato on one of his first ones, and they oh, were yeah. talking about addiction together. That episode was super interesting. Um, oh, we also had, he had um, Jack- who do you have? Oh, I was just gonna say one of his more recent ones was Jody Sweeten, who played uh, Stephanie in Full House, and I've read no, a that one was great. I actually listened to most of that one. That one was great. I'm very excited to hear that. Um, she, she's awesome. Say? She's so. Yeah, she unveils a lot of a lot of sad stuff about the industry. But read, read her book Unsweetened. It's fantastic. I'm gonna write that down. Unsweetened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, uh, I think a couple of weeks or months ago, he had um, 
Oh, I'm forgetting it now. Frankie Muniz. He had Frankie Muniz on. That oh, was also cool. a great one, too. He must have talked about his uh, brain trauma a lot, right? Well, it's funny. He, so it, it's like it's been somewhat like there's been some knowledge out there about how like, oh, he can't remember most of like him filming Malcolm in the Middle. And he kind of he kind of put that to rest. He was like, he was like, no, no, he's like, I he's like, I do remember it. He's like, but he's like, there was so much going on. I was filming so often. That he's like, he's like a lot of it blends into each other, but he does still remember filming it, obviously. So that was the Steve-O podcast is the one that shut down that rumor. Cause I remember yeah. reading about it a few months ago that like, it wasn't actually what we all thought it was. So Steve-O is the one that brought that board. That's cool. It is. is he yeah. still doing it all on his bus too. I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such a yeah. cool setup. He has such, like, I love that idea. Um, and he, he, can do, he can do it anywhere he wants. He can drive to his guests if he wants, yep. you know, like, I think that's why he did it. Cause he was like, I can be in any city on tour and, and have somebody just come into the studio. He, uh, from a lot, from what I know from a lot of famous comedians, he's also like a good comedian that like a lot of people are like happy with that. He's a, you know, a comedian now and all of that. And, you know, I know he, he still does stunts, which must be for his YouTube channel. He recently collected hundreds of men's pubes and covered himself in them um he also did a uh he also did a another porta potty stunt on the set of this oh he did yeah yeah he got he he was blown up in a porta potty which he did not know about but then he also did another porta potty stunt to the intricacy and who else i mean what what are the other careers that the guys have in this trying to think of like the rest of the cast um i don't really know like i don't follow a lot of them too closely you know, other, I mean, even like Steve-O, I, I occasionally will listen to an episode of his podcast or watch clips, but I don't really know about everyone else, what they're really up to these days. So, so weird that Spike Jones is like such a big <laughs> engineer behind these movies. Well, it's smart. Yeah. Cause Spike Jones, like if you watch any of his movies, he makes very poignant, like contemplative, challenging narratives. And then he also works on Jackass. And I think that's kind of the whole thing where like, he understands the value and the humor here. And obviously I'm pretty sure he gets a pretty hefty paycheck off of this too. Cause all these movies make a lot, you know, all these movies are like five to $10 million. They all make like close to like, well, actually, I don't know how much this one made, but I know it's over 50 million. I, th- I thought it said like uh, last I knew like Jackass made one thirty while moonshot while moonfall tanked at the box office. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Yeah. I've, we didn't talk about this earlier. Um, Uncharted is getting like the worst movie reviews of all time. People are like, "How did Tom Holland go from Spider?" Yeah, it, it was pretty it, bad. Well, because it did it did really well. I think it made fifty million opening. So people, um, which obviously isn't, isn't isn't doesn't mean it's not getting bad reviews. But like, because uh, I've heard I don't know I've heard I've, other sources I've read people are like Tom Holland's really great in this. Like, this is a really fun action movie. But yeah, I've also read that this is also just another bland not very good video game adaptation which isn't surprising it grossed like highest for it grossed like the third highest video game movie release weekend which i was like that goes to say a lot because like if nobody went and saw this what was it and i think that a lot of people did go and see it i even looked on the amc app like the theaters were packed to see uncharted and i think it's because people like the game people like Wahlberg and and holland yeah, and holland's also, obviously like, fresh right off of the last spider-man, spider-man. yeah people are like yeah he's not gonna do a bad movie and then they're like oh <laughs> well i think also I've, I've been reading like a lot of a lot of people are wondering like does tom holland is he gonna have <laughs> is he gonna ooh, puppy, is he gonna have a career after um spider-man like is, can he can he hold his own in other properties and i think he's a great actor uh he was in 
uh, was it the devil? Really? There was a Netflix movie. I'm, well, I'm forgetting the title of it, but he was in it and he played like a, he was really great in that movie. And um, I don't know. I've seen others. And one of his earlier performances, he was in uh, that, that tsunami movie with Naomi Watts. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, that's was, where I knew him from. That was he's like, really great in that. Like, and he was very young in that movie. So I, I'm excited to see where, where his career goes, but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, that'll be interesting because there. Do you know what the Superman complex is? The Superman complex. Yeah. Um, so I've heard of it. I don't it was, know what what is it exactly. Ben Stiller did a movie. Sorry, Ben Affleck did a movie about it that I I do really want to watch. Um, called something like that. But but yeah, basically, uh, the Superman complex was one of the first people to play Superman wound up killing himself. Um, because after he was done playing Superman, he never got another role in Hollywood. He was typecast. Uh-oh. For so long as Superman that he was never able to play another role and he just you know kind of kind of lost it so um that'll be interesting if Tom uh, I, I just it's interesting because uh he he just bought a four million dollar house in London with um uh Zendaya and you know people are like and and he says he wants to have kids and all of that and start a family and people are like Tom, you're like 25 years old and you have been dating Zendaya for a month. Like, slow down. But I, I, he's definitely doing three more. Um, yeah, whole new trilogy. Spider-Man movies. And then he was in a movie, Cherry, about a year oh, ago, yeah. which I think was done by the Russo brothers. Um, but yeah, that, that, was on, that was on Apple, right? Yeah, yeah. That looked really interesting. I think he's going to still be relevant. I think he'll probably get into more serious acting. Like... No, no. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like he has him and him and uh, Timothy Chalamet. They they occupy a very like unique space where they're these like young, like charming actors. I mean, specifically Tom Holland. Tom Holland seems like like the nicest person. You know, he just he, he oh. just has this jolly like good boy kind of quality to him. So I don't know. Like, I'm interested to see yeah what what other challenging roles he'll t- he'll take on. I think he really is a great actor though, and you know I'm excited for him. Um, after you hop off of this episode, check out just any YouTube videos of Tom Holland spoiling Marvel things. Oh, I've seen uh, all those. Those are so yeah. funny. Uh, yeah, like that is so funny. Um, and then like watching him with Tom hit who is it? Benedict Cumberbatch and who plays Loki? Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston just watching the two of them trying to shut up Tom Holland on set. It's just like they don't even like mic him up anymore, which is just super funny. Oh, also, I watched. A, I actually saw like a quick clip today of him in an interview, and he was questioned on his pronunciation of the word croissant and how he says like croissant or something. And he's like, he's like, he's like, what's how he say croissant? And like, and then he, apparently all of his fans thinks he say, he says like quack son or whatever, like croissant, and. uh I think it's a great way to say it. Quaxel. My dad says like, croissant. like he, he'll be like, can I, I don't get it. Can I have the sausage, egg and cheese on a croissant? I'm croissant. like, like, what are you French? I always say it like, yeah. uh, like Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. Like, are you going to finish that croissant? Oh, I miss that show. And I miss that movie. That movie was so good. Oh, Jimmy. The I Jimmy. love your mom. <laughs> I love the. Uh, I remember seeing that in high school with one of my best friends, and uh, there was a scene where they were on a ride that was called "Show Me the Mummy," and I was just like, "That was like one of those true, true adult movies where it was like this is clearly like 
a kids movie, but we know parents are going, and we're gonna like put in a bunch of adult jokes. Very yeah. kind of SpongeBob thing. They were, uh, yeah, that was like the '90s, early 2000s, but like the best era for that. Like this, like it's so funny going back and watching like SpongeBob and how many you know uh, innuendos, innuendos there are. Like one of the funniest ones. Uh, I don't remember the episode, but he's like playing pirates in the bathtub with with um, Gary, and he goes to oh, blooms, and then he hands the soap to Gary. Don't drop him. Uh, yeah, like I, sorry, I like I still remember watching as a kid and just thinking no, nothing of that. And there's so many good examples. And same with like Johnny Bravo and like Ed and Eddie. There's so many oh, yeah. like these innuendos and little hidden jokes that only you know adults or older kids. Can get, so. the Cowardly Dog was a crazy show. Oh, I love it. It's so creepy. Was- I used to actually like be kind of afraid of it when i was younger the eggplant episode oh, the eggplant. Uh, all the eggplants at like night came to that was like one of the scariest things i've seen oh yeah 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 that was a i gotta rewatch that one that one's really good um, i think they're making like a new show or a movie too yeah of what? courage of course. yeah oh i'd watch that live action I, th- I think that one live action oh my god i think that <laughs> one's actually ripe for uh for redoing because Every yeah. there's so many stories you could tell, you know. There's so many uh, situations you could put courage in and Miriam and everything. So like, yeah. Even though I think it's unfortunate because uh, I think the voice actor who played Miriam I think died last year or, two, or a year ago. So rest in peace to her. Um, but yeah. I don't know how we got to this point, but anyway. <laughs> Jackass Forever, great movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So we uh, we. We've kind of slightly announced it on on this ep- on the episode. We're going to announce it on our social, too. But yeah, check out uh, layriota.com. As you know, on our episodes, we always talk about how we Leotis is not Ray Leota. It's our names put together. So uh, surprisingly, nobody owned the website Layriota. Great Spoonerism. Uh, layriota.com. Uh, we're still working on it. But basically, if you're looking for a TV show or movie to watch, head over to our website answer a couple of quick questions and we will respond to you and, and post it on our website, what our suggestions are. Um, yes. Yeah, so and we will, we will do our research. We will do it for you. We're, we don't have any, uh, artificial intelligence doing it. We're going to do, we'll do it ourselves. So yeah. We're going to, we'll build up a big archive over time, but now it's just us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a great, it was, this was all pretty much Mikey's idea. It's great. It'll be a lot of fun to do this. So check it out and yeah, ask us for some recommendations. We're excited to, to give you some. Find us on social, either the We Leotis podcast or We Leotis podcast. Um, as always, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Water and Trees, uh, and then Ridgelight Studios for all of your photography needs, drone photography, commercial, real estate, product, photography, photography, run by uh, some great people in New Hampshire that uh, we might just be really close friends with, or maybe they reached out to us to sponsor we have no idea who they are and they just love our podcast so much um you know that's for you to find out um but yeah find us on social our next episode we're doing oscar coverage we're going to try to watch a few more oscars movies i think march 22nd is the oscars hosted by let me get this right amy schumer wanda sykes and oh and uh what's her name what's her name not Regina, not Regina King. Yeah, is it? Might be. Or Regina Might Hall. Be. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Regina Hall. Yep. Which so that, that's the official lineup. That's the official host. I, 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 this is the internet for you. I woke up one day and it was like these are your Oscar hosts, and the next day it was like 
rumored. And I was like, yeah, never mind. Scrap that. Yeah. I mean, I hope it is because honestly, they're all funny people. So, you know, bring it on. Um, is it going to be, it's going to be televised, right? But it's not going to be an event or. I don't know what they're doing at this point. I forget. No, I'm okay it's... with it, especially during a pandemic. Like we don't need a bunch of rich people like getting like iPads and their goodie bags and like spreading COVID just to like, you know, get awards. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> like we we don't we don't we just had the Super Bowl. Like we're we're good for now. Um, yeah. And and don't get me wrong, the Oscars are my Super Bowls. Those are those are my big events. But yeah, check us out on social. We're gonna do that. We're also getting a, a bunch of other good lined up for new episodes where we're going to be covering uh, 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 filmmakers. Filmmakers will be coming on and they'll be doing some things. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so never had this problem before. Buzzing, 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 buzzing like bees. Oh, weird. Oh, what was that? Was that was that a separate audio thing? I was confused for a sec. Yeah, that was super weird. I think it might have been. <laughs> it was bees, bees, bees. <laughs> I pressed something on my headphones and it just started playing be careful because the uh the i can hear the headphones in the mic when you're rubbing against it or whatever oh really with your fingies let's see uh, how my audio comes out on that note <laughs> yeah that note, yeah like, like mike said check us out uh all the links are in the description of whatever you're watching this on you can check us out on our website and uh yeah guys until next time take it easy bye hey.